Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald, and our devotional today is from Matthew 24, verse 14. I've titled this, Then the End Will Come. Matthew 24 prophetically deals with things related to the end. The end in the context of Matthew 24 relates to the 70th week of Daniel, commonly referred to as the seven-year tribulation period. We read in Matthew 24, 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. A specific gospel emphasis is emphasized here, namely this gospel of the kingdom. When John the Baptist came on the scene, he came preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, Matthew 3, 2. When Jesus followed, he came on the scene preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, Matthew 4.17. Subsequently, what characterized Christ's ministry was teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom with the accompanying evidence of healing all kinds and every sickness and disease, which served as proof that he was indeed the messianic king offering the kingdom on the condition of repentance. Matthew 4.23 says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Matthew 9.35, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. That's kingdom stuff. But as the nation rejected Christ as seen in the blasphemy of the Spirit in Matthew 12, the kingdom program was then put on hold and delayed as seen in the parables of Matthew 13. After that, the kingdom was no longer offered. No longer is it said to be at hand. The language of the gospel of the kingdom is no longer used after Matthew 13. We don't see it anymore in the Gospel of Matthew until we get to chapter 24. And then only in reference to the end. We don't see it in the New Testament epistles. We don't see it until we get to the future tribulation period, which is the context here in Matthew 24. Then the good news of the kingdom will again become a prominent emphasis. Then once again, the kingdom will be on the horizon then once again it will be at hand and thus will be the dominant emphasis that will be preached far and wide. Today in the church age, we are not preaching the gospel of the kingdom in the sense emphasized in Matthew. Today we are preaching the gospel of Christ. It is also called by other names such as the gospel of the grace of God. But never in the epistles does it say we are proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom because we are not doing so in a direct sense like we see emphasized in the Gospel of Matthew during Christ's earthly ministry, or that will again be heralded in the tribulation period. William MacDonald says, Verse 14 is often misused to show that Christ could not return for his church at any moment because so many tribes have not yet heard the gospel. But this refers to the gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of the grace of God. End quote. Wycliffe Bible Commentary says the gospel of the kingdom is the good news of salvation in the Messiah with the emphasis that the messianic kingdom is about to be 
established. End of quote. And note, this gospel of the kingdom, in this tribulation context, will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. In the first half of the tribulation, God will raise up two special witnesses who will have a ministry that impacts the entire world, as seen in Revelation 11. Then God will raise up 144,000 Jewish evangelists, and they too will have a ministry that will impact the entire world. Immediately after the calling of the 144,000 are mentioned in Revelation 7, 1 through 8, we read this in Revelation 7, 9. And after these things, after, after the 144,000, after these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palm branches in their hands. The implication is that the 144,000 Jewish evangelists will win huge multitudes of people to the Lord. But God is not done yet. He insists that this gospel of the kingdom be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. So, just before the climactic bull judgments are poured out, which will bring the labor pains of the tribulation period to, a, to maximum intensity, issuing in the birth of the kingdom, just before this, God will send out an angel to preach the gospel to every tribe, tongue, and nation. We read in Revelation 14, 6, and 7, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, and the sea, and the springs of water. Nowhere else in the Bible do we find angels actually preaching the gospel. At this point, God will employ even an angel in this task to canvas the world one last time, in effect crying out that people might even at this last moment respond. The everlasting gospel is that God triumphs forever, which is essentially synonymous with the gospel of the kingdom. Note the emphasis on the fact that this message is going out to all peoples of the entire world. The events of the tribulation period are all world events. God's people will be hated by all nations, verse 9. The gospel of the kingdom will be preaching all the world as a witness to all the nations, verse 14. At this point, God will be operating on a global scale that uniquely involves the whole entire world at once. This truly is the last call, and then the end will come. Bruce Hurt says, quote, If we let context rule our interpretation, and we always should, if we let context rule our interpretation, the end to which Jesus refers is the end of the age, which is the initial question asked by the disciples, end quote. The end here has the definite article, which in context refers to a very specific end, namely the end that will usher in the second coming of Christ. As we live in the church age, Paul says we are now those, quote, upon whom the ends of the ages have come, end quote, 1 Corinthians 10, 11. We know that we live at the end. We just don't know how much of the end there is before we come to the final end period as designated in the 70th week of Daniel. Right now, the stage is being set for the last day's finale in which God's judgment will come upon the entire world, which will usher in the second coming of Christ to the earth. 
God has deposited his truth to the church so that we might be a witness to the world, 1 Timothy 3.15. And part of that witness is to warn the world the judgment day is coming. Noah preached a warning for 120 years, and then the flood came. Lot tried to warn his family of impending judgment, but they didn't take him seriously and thought he must be joking, Genesis 19.14. Soran Kierkegaard was a Danish theologian who lived in the 1800s. He gave this illustration. A fire broke out backstage at a theater. An actor came out to warn the public. They thought it was a joke and applauded. He repeated it. The acclaim was even greater. Kierkegaard then said he thought this is how the end would come. Peter says, know this, that scoffers will come in the last day saying, where is the promise of his coming? 2 Peter 3.3 3. This is where we live. There are no overt signs in the church age as judgment comes to the earth like a thief in the night. But for those who have eyes to see, we see the growing trends of hatred, lawlessness, and apostasy which are setting the stage for the Antichrist. The great sign in the church age, if you want to call it that, is that of apostasy, where people no longer take the warning of coming judgment seriously. Even now we see the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, 2 Thessalonians 2.7. Even now we see many antichrists are on the scene who are setting the stage for the antichrist who is to come. And by this we know it is the last hour, 1 John 2.18. Even now the stage is being set. Even now the warning is going forth. The judgment day is coming and the people should get right with God while they still have the opportunity. The Bible says, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The Bible says, now God commands men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world. The Bible says God is patiently waiting because he is not wishing for any to perish, but that for all to come to repentance. The Bible says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Perhaps... Perhaps this is the year that Jesus will come in the rapture and the world will enter into the day of the Lord judgment. No one knows, but we are told to be ready, to watch and be ready. May our watchword be live ready. The storm of God's judgment is coming. Be ready. Live ready. <music> 